Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. Very excited because it is a well, we're recording pre recording it, but it's a wonderful, wonderful Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another exciting podcast. I'm your host for today's podcast, KLP Aftermath. Of course, I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Of course, we've got T and Monica up in the studio, and we're back, y'all. We're back to bring you guys another exciting podcast today. And of course, today is a very fantastic day, T, because you guys know, you know about it. Of course, guys, Street Style, a New York coacher, is getting ready to be on Amazon Prime. Rest assured, guys, but it is available on Flex West uh, app, FlexWest.com, now streaming. If you've got $5.99, let me tell y'all something. $5.99, y'all spend that every day. Whether it's in gas, whether it's groceries, whether it's buying a sandwich. So if you guys want to take a look at my latest documentary, of course, all you got to do is go to FlexWest.com or get the app. Again, you can get get your app on your phone. Get the app and become a subscriber, $5.99 a month, and you guys can watch of course, Street Style, A New York Culture, my latest documentary. We're getting ready for it. Of course, we're ready to hit the big screens of Amazon Prime. But, you know, we're starting early release for that. And then, you know, it's going to be said that Hardline's coming to Flex West as well. So very, very excited for that. Of course, so finally we start our, our streaming. We started it off. I'm excited. It, it's been a long time coming, guys. I got to say, it's been a very, very long time coming when it came down to streaming. I remember when we were just making like just films, right? We were just making films and it was just out for YouTube and, and Spotify video. And that that was it. That, that was our streamline. So now as we get a little bit older, right, we get a little bit older. Now we're out there in the community. Now our, our, our films, they're going streaming now, right? Where you're paying a subscription, where you're watching it on a big network other than youtube and spotify videos so i'm excited hopefully you guys are ready for it i am it's been a long time coming i gotta say it's been that long time coming uh coming down for sure so i'm excited about that we had to get that announcement out the way today today is a good podcast right and every day when i come to the studio swanky studio the swanky studios that is uh to give you guys a radio show of course i'm excited right I'm excited because simply today we've had these two game reviews. If you guys haven't noticed about it yet, God of War Ragnarok's review probably will be out by the time you're seeing this show. But we wrote about these two games that came out the last two days. And now i got to give you guys my take, right? I've got to give you guys my full tank uh, take when it comes down to these games. Of course, if you guys don't know, we're getting right into it. Uh, of course, Sonic Frontiers and God of War is now available and now i wanted to give you guys my full-blown review 
on our show here today, of course. And I got my water, right? I got my water in the studio because we got to talk about it. Sonic Frontiers. Let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. Sonic Frontiers is a good one. It's very good. It's, it's one of those games that I didn't know what I was getting into when I first got the game. Right, T? I had no idea. I had no idea what this game was about. We all speculated. We all, you know, speculated and saw it and, and analyzed it on shows. But now that the game's available... And I'm playing the game. The game Sonic Frontiers did get some great reviews. Honestly, you're playing a Sonic as an open world concept. Uh, spoiler alert to a lot of people out there. Um, we since they lift the embargo and stuff, you know, there's some things I might talk about on the game. Sorry, you know, if you haven't played the game yet, I'm so sorry, but I, I got to give my take today. So, of course, you're playing a Sonic. Of course, there's this uh, this girl that's going around. That, uh, that's uh, uh, say just her name she's going around and she's she's capturing the friends and dr eggman's in some trouble and then they're they're dibbling up with the cyberspace right now they're getting to the cyberspace and now sonic has to go and rescue his friends knuckles amy and tails this game is quite interesting because of the open world concept i played the game the first couple of hours when it first came out this was midnight i was playing around i actually it did enjoy i i genuinely enjoy the open world concept genius right that that is what most gamers are looking for in a video game the open world concept of things because you know it's open world it's kind of like breath of the wild or maybe elden ring when it comes to open world but you're playing a sonic you're running around you're finding things let me tell you there's a lot of things you got to find in that game right obviously haven't beat the game at 100 percent, but there's a lot of things you've got to find Right, and when you're going in the game, you're finding the the uh, chaos emerald vault keys. You're finding the memory hearts. You're finding the actual chaos emeralds. You're collecting rings, right? And the the cocos, the little ball things. You're finding them. You're finding true stories, uh, true more things about the story, right? You're finding all of these different elements into this open world concept when it comes down to the video game, and that's what makes this game so unique in my eyes, right? You have the linear stages where they're about a minute long, right? A lot of people did complain about that one, T. I didn't understand why people did complain about it because honestly, I think it's good to not have a long stage when you have this big, massive open world concept. And let me tell you guys, this open world, the maps are huge. They're huge. They're bigger than I thought they were going to be. Playing the game, of course collecting things and you're finding so many uh elements and you you're really understanding the voice acting now i do agree uh a lot of people did say that they didn't like the the pop-ins right where there's a platform or there's a, a rail that's in the air and it just pops in when you get close to it yeah i agree that's a little bit weird right do i think that they could they could fix it yes do i think that they might patch it up probably do i think is, is a, a deal breaker for the game not really not really. I, I I've noticed the pop ins, but I never, I never felt, I never felt upset about it. Right, the pop ins. Now, when you're going to, um, by uh, when you're fighting the Titans, uh, the the Azuras, the I was facing the Squid. I died so many trying so many times trying to fight the Squid. Right. There's the big Titan that you kind of faced off, but then you know it was like a little quick match and just. You know, you had to reset and find other things. So I got to say, I've had some troubles fighting some of the Titans, right? Some of the bigger uh, machinery, right? Because 
I am trying to get accustomed to Sonic's new mechanic moves, right? When it comes to the side loop or or the 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 shield and the parry technology. That's kind of new to me, right? But I do like it how it's spread out to where there's not so much of of there's a life thing there. You're collecting rings, always make sure you collect rings. I think the one thing I do enjoy the most, <clears throat> excuse me, is if you lose your rings, let's say you get hurt, you lose your rings, you can side loop around yourself to bring up rings from the ground, right? I do like that concept because let's say if I'm getting hit by a Titan, right? And my rings disappear quickly, quicker than I thought they were going to. And now I have to go back and go find some rings so that way I don't die. Simply all you got to do is do a side loop and then the rings come up. So very, very interesting. Uh, I got to give my kudos to Sonic Team, honestly. This game, and then, you know, we wrote about more when it comes down to it on our article. Again, you guys can watch or read our article at issue.com, by the way. That's I-S-S-U-U.com. That's I-S-S-U-U.com. Type in Kennedy Lucas Publishing's LLC. So that way you guys don't miss the latest when it comes down to our articles. We wrote about Sonic Frontiers. Um, and we, we went more in depth in that writing. But I got to give my kudos to, to Sega and Sonic Team. They did something, right? I think this is a game that everybody is talking about. This is a game that got great reviews, Monica. They did. So this, because we were so scared. When this game got announced, we got so freaking scared. Because you just don't know when it comes down to what Sega and Sonic Team's producing, right? They, honestly, I gotta say, they produced a good quality game. This was something different. This open world concept is very new to me. Uh, I do think, just an idea, and this is probably going to be in their idea log. I don't know, probably not. But I want to see another game that's in the same formula, but you're in the real, real world. Now, not saying, not like Sonic 06, let's not do that now. But have that same kind of concept, but let's have Sonic in more stages, right? I would have loved to seen an open world concept where there's snow, right? I would have loved to see a, a, a place where it's a little bit of autumn. So you see leaves falling, right? I would have loved to see Sonic Frontiers traveling to a big city, right? These are things that maybe they're, they're thinking about in the future, right? Because they're going to make, they're going to make many, many, many more uh, Sonic games, maybe off the same formula right they're not going to be stupid with it they're going to continue because this game is selling right now right a lot of people are playing it as we speak i played it all day today and because i had to formulate you know the writing and, and my review for today's podcast but i played the game and i genuinely genuinely enjoy this one this is this is the one that i would say pick up right uh, if you don't want to spend $60 right now i'm sure maybe this game will be on a small discount right in terms for Christmas, but this is the one that you want to pick up. Now, I do recommend you picking this game up for PlayStation 5. Simply because you have that 60 frames per second and the 4K option. Now, I did a silly thing, T, and I texted you about it. Um, when I first played the game, my setting was on 4K. Now, I don't have a 4K TV in my house. I don't. I have almost 4K, but it's not 4K. I just, I'm be honest, I don't have a 4K TV. But I had it set to 4K and the quality looked good, but it just wasn't performing as well. But then I saw some other YouTubers, um, they did a video and they toggled with the option and you had to select 
performance mode on there. So I did, and it plays smoother in my eyes. I love performance modes when it comes to this generation of gaming. I think that's the new standard of gaming, having your game in that performance mode setting. So played the game, fantastic. Um, I enjoy it. I really do. Now, I honestly think they might be working on some patches for it. Sure. But this this was good right i gotta get i gotta give sega they props guys i gotta give it to them on to santa monica studios santa monica studios y'all god of war ragnarok let's get into it we gotta get into it so God of War, and sorry guys, because I had some some food, so I'm just kind of my food's digesting. If you hear me breathing kind of differently, my food's trying to digest. I'm trying to speak and stuff. Um, God of War Ragnarok. Let's talk about it. God of War Ragnarok, Ragnarok is incredible, right? It's incredible. <laughs> the performance mode in the game is fantastic. The story writing in this game is fantastic. Now. Granted, the, the video the game came out yesterday, so I only had a couple of hours to play it. I haven't had a full whole day of playing God of War, but um fantastic, right? The characters, Kratos, Aterius, uh Aterius, I keep butchering his name. Fantastic, right? My favorite so far, and this is just this is a full review, but not fully review for God because I haven't finished it, obviously. The game just came out like a couple hours ago. But when you have such great characters of, of everybody, everybody that's a character in this game, I'm talking Kratos, Ateres, Freya, Brock, um, Sinjin, uh, Thor, Odin, you know, and those are the characters that I've seen so far in the game because I only played a couple hours. Characters like recurring characters, except for Thor, Thor is kind of new. Um, oh, Mimir, the, the head guy. Look. This game is fantastic, right? The, the writing is there. The comeback is solid. I died so many times playing this game a couple hours ago. I died so many times because I and I like it how it's like that. I like a little challenge when it comes to my, my video games. I'm always going to say if a game is too easy, then it's not as fun, right? My first impressions were off the wall blown. Right, because you have your first dialogue with Atreus and Kratos, and then they're 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 sledding away to their homestead, and then there's Freya, right? Because you guys remember, we killed Freya's um, uh, uh, son, Baldmir. Uh, Baldmir, we killed him in the first game, right? He he dies in the, at the end of the first game, 2018's God of War. Now Freya, Odin, and Thor, right? Because we killed the brothers there too in the in the first one. Everybody's seeking revenge on kratos and terrorists like everybody's seeking revenge so it's like it's that saying that you know what's done in the dark always comes to the light right we've done some dirt in god of war 2018 now everybody's back for payback everybody's there for vengeance off the bat when you first boot the game of course now you got freya attacking us right freya was pissed in the first opening scene she's pissed because her son died right so she's gonna be an enemy right uh it continues on to us uh uh 
uh, Terry's is he's he's getting into his palace, right? He's trying to figure out who who Loki is in, in his in his in his mind, and he turns into a bear. We're fighting a bear, a big ass bear too, and Kratos almost killed the bear, and the bear turns to be a Terry's uh, a Terry's. Always put your name. So then it leads to Thor's epic fight with with Kratos. All right, these are the things that I was playing, and I had my headphones in. And I'm looking at the screen and I said, oh my God, I was cussing. Like I was at the house cussing and, and, and Monica, you was like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. It's just, I'm pl- we're playing this game for a review today. And it's just like, this, this is crazy. Like a lot of craziness in a good way is going down with this game. Every craziness is going down with this game. So it's just. One of those things that I genuinely enjoy in a video game is not only the cinematic parts of a video of a video game, but the comeback and the story. Right now, I got I gotta say, I'm gonna put in my early bid. God of War Ragnarok, my vote for game of the year, hands down. Right, I know they're they're in this race right now because it's you know it's God of War and then uh, Elden Ring. They're gonna be the, comp- the two competitors to see which game is going to get game of the year but here's my vote my bid my vote god of war ragnarok because it's a game that is challenging right i've i've died so many times i did because i had my settings on a different setting i didn't have it on easy mode i like how the compact the comeback it's kind of the same as the playstation 4 2018 version but a little bit different i do like it how we get the blades of chaos right off the bat we don't have to wait until later in the game to get it because you guys remember in god of war 2018 you know you had the the levitation uh, uh, axe throughout the whole game and then towards midway of the game you find the blades of chaos and now you're using the blades of chaos at the remaining of the game this game you get it right off the bat right because they've made it to where the enemy enemies are tougher the raiders they're tougher right you need the blades of chaos to uh fend off some of the fire uh some of the snow uh enemies out there right so i do like it how and this was great for santa monica studios they gave us that right off the bat right we didn't have to unlock it we didn't have to play through the story to get it back again it's already there um i i like how terry's 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 kennedy i like it how he he grows up and you know he's a little bit more He's more a little bit more adult, right? I gotta say, playing 2018, you know, is a great, fantastic video game. But Atreus, you know, him as a kid, it just got kind of annoying. He was a little bit whiny, a little bit in the first one, but then in this one, he's an adult, right? He 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 knows better. He trains better. He knows how to fight better. You know, the the more dialogue between, and it's the same guy, Sunny. I said Sadichik. I I probably butchered his his last name, but him and christopher judge like those are the original voice actors from the first one in 2018 now they wait until he grew up and hit that because he hit previewed it uh now but with that him growing up and he's you know his dialogue is getting a little bit more better it's more smoother like i this is what what draws me to this even more is because of the dialogue you have a lot of people and let me tell you everybody's a little bit more mature right because if you guys remember the first one you never really heard so much of cussing right but then you've got Sinjin, brock thor odin everybody's cussing they saying a little bit more cuss words than in this game than i did the than i heard the first one and i love it i'm here for it because it just helps make the dialogue better right it really does help make the dialogue a little bit better when it comes to this kind of video game 
Uh, I do, like I say, this game is is extraordinary, guys. Definitely, this is the one you definitely got to pick up. This is nothing you, and, and if you are a PlayStation player, right? Because it is only available PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four. I did hear that PlayStation Four, right? It, it didn't have the right processing power. So some people did do a review playing God of War on PlayStation Four, uh, Ragnarok. That is on PlayStation Four, and the. It was a little bit a lot louder and it might overheat some people's older PlayStation 4. So because that game is a big, big file, right? It's, it's a huge file. So um, a lot of people are still looking into getting, you know, that, that PlayStation 5. But if you have one, yes, you can't sleep on God of War Ragnarok if you got a PlayStation 5. You can't, right? That is a game you have to play. You don't have to, but this is a game I, I definitely didn't sleep on. Um, but I'm loving both the games again, Sonic Frontiers, God of War, Ragnarok. Uh, those are the two games that I'm playing on top of Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 and Sonic and uh, Gotham Knights. So it's a lot of gaming I'm doing this holiday season. Um, those are the four anticipated video games in general. But again, uh, Sonic Frontiers, God of War, that was their release uh, week this week. And it has been fantastic. I've been seeing Twitter posts. I've been seeing YouTube videos. Podcasters are talking like a lot about these games so it's good to be in that community where we're we're all in this one big community and we're talking about gaming so uh, again congratulations to sonic team from sega and santa monica studios from playstation for your your launches this week both of them was fantastic i ain't even gonna choose to you ask which one would i prefer god of war sonic frontiers i i have both so I ain't even going to choose on that one, T. But again, this is a great week to be a gamer because we've got a lot of great stuff uh, coming out for sure. So moving on to our next topic of conversation. I got to make sure I stay hydrated, y'all. Did y'all notice about the 80 degree weather we, we received? We received 80 degree weather uh, the other day. I went to the office. And it was 80, 80 degrees and it's supposed to be like 50s, 60s because it's like November. We're, we're having like a very hot winter right now. A very hot Thanksgiving is what we're going to be doing. So moving on to our next topic of conversation, guys, we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about this season two of one of my favorite shows. I'm going to give you guys kind of another review, but just, you know, something that I'm watching. This is the White Lotus season two guys um it's fantastic season two is back season two is back for another one of course from mike white's uh hbo's enlightened uh the white lotus is a sharp social satire following the exploits of various employees and guests at an exclusive hawaiian and actually that's from season one but uh they're actually in italy for season two but then you have these characters going to this resort and then you get to really unpack everybody's story within uh, their characters into this this uh, uh, season two. Uh, the season one was very fantastic. I enjoyed every last minute of it. And we did do a review on the podcast. So you got to scroll through and watch my other podcast about this uh, season one. Many, many, many podcast shows ago. But now we're getting ready for, uh, you know, we're getting ready for season two. I'm, I've watched, there's a total of two episodes. Again, it's an ongoing uh, series. So it's a series that is not all of, is not available all at once. Of course, you've got Jennifer Coolidge comes back as Tanya Hunt. Again, she was in season one. And I think she's the only, and I think, I know, she's the only person 
that's been in season one and now back at season two you got greg um excuse me you got john greg uh gary gears to play greg hunt her husband of course you got f marie um abraham to play bert del grosso of course you've got michael imperio to play dominic de grosso of course you got aubrey plaza she's been in a lot of great stuff by the way playing harper uh spiller you got theo theo james <coughs> excuse me to play cameron sullivan and let me i'm scrolling through because there's a lot of people of course you got megan uh fate fee to play daphne sullivan uh, and there, there's a lot of, and I'm scrolling through because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of characters within. Of course, you've got uh, Sabrina. I'm needing, I'm not even gonna try her last name. Sorry, because I probably butched it to play Valentina. She's the hotel res, uh, manager, hotel host, if you will. Uh, of course, scrolling through, scrolling through here, you've got many, many more people to play uh, their characters. You got Simona Tabasco to play Lucia. Along with Haley Lou Richardson to play uh, Portia, uh, Beatrice uh, Grano to play Mia, of course Will Sharp to play Ethan Spiller or Spieler, and then you've got uh, Leo Wood, Wood, excuse me, Leo Woodlet, Wood Woodrow to play Jack. Of course, uh, this show is great. This this show is great. Um, I really like Jennifer Coolidge's character Tanya because her character is just so funny to me. Anything Jennifer Coolidge plays in, she plays a very funny character to me. Like, I don't know. She just sounds like, if you guys remember in elementary school, they had, um, you had, uh, when you're reading from a, a chapter, they had like these audio tapes, right? And with these audio tapes, there would be a woman, you know, kind of, you know, reading it out loud. And this was back when I was in grade school. This was many, many moons ago. Felt like 26 years ago, a whole century ago but they had it like that and that reader that i hear now she sounds like jennifer coolidge to me right it sounds like that's something jennifer coolidge probably did before getting into like the big acting role of things so again you've got all these characters of course for sure i'm very very excited you've got one couple two rich couples that are there uh that's getting ready to you know they're on vacation they made their money of course ethan and of course, I'm scrolling through here to make sure Harper and Ethan are newly rich. But then, you know, they see Cameron and his wife, Daphne. And, you know, you know, Harper and Cameron. Well, Harper wants Cameron. Cameron wants Harper. And they're not happy with their 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 sex life, if you will. Whole bunch of things going on. You got the Degrassis. Of course, you've got uh, Dominic and Bert. You know, Bert's the, 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 the dad and Dominic's the the son and then they, they got the grandson they're going through it because dominic is having an affair with two uh lucia right uh lucia and um i'm blanking out on these names now uh lucia and mia of course they're they're having an affair with each other and then bert's an old man that's trying to relive the glory days but wonder why you know dominic's uh, wife is not there and then you got Tanya and Greg, you know, they're old, well, not old, but they're a married couple that, that, you know, Greg's not happy with his marriage. And Tanya's trying to hold on the faith when it comes down to her, her marriage. Now, there's it's a lot of things that's going on that we just kind of shouted on, uh, on the podcast, but it's a good one, right? 
White Lotus is a great show. And HBO, again, HBO Max, HBO shows, they never disappoint, honestly. Every HBO show that I've seen that I enjoy, um, they, they've all been pretty well um, for the most part. So I'm very, very excited to see the uh, continuance of this ongoing uh, season as, you know, the season continues. Yeah, so it, it's a show that you guys, again, don't, don't sleep on it. It's, it's really good. It's really, really good show for sure. I genuinely enjoy uh, The White Lotus uh, season one and season two i i would say i would go to season one season one was my better season and i say that now my my plans might change because you know my this we only have two episodes t we don't have the whole series for me to really judge and do a lot uh moving on to what we like to call hip-hop news if you guys don't know we about to talk about eminem of course he recently got inducted to the uh rock and roll hall of fame but then there's a story that's coming out Eminem Detroit rap scene wonders if real Slim Shady will ever stand up. Of course, uh, Eminem received his flowers from the Rock and Roll, excuse me, the Rock Hall of Fame, and shouted out a ton of hip hop legends. The current crop of Detroit rappers such as Ice Ware Vizzo think he could do more for the new wave they're currently experiencing. Ice Ware visit, visited the Breakfast Club. Shout out to them over there in New York. Wednesday to discuss his recent signing with signings with Quality Control. Very exciting. If you guys don't know Quality Control, they're housed here, not here in the studio, but here in Atlanta. And the loss of takeoff, of course, with recent comments made by Detroit hip hop gatekeeper Royce the Five Nine was brought up. Of course, you guys don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Royce the Royce the Five Nine and Eminem. They made albums together. They were the hip hop Detroit's dynamic duo. Of course, Royce feels that there's there's a disconnect between himself and Eminem's generation. A point I swear I agree with. Detroit rapper is having a marquee moment thanks to the likes of Babyface Ray, 42 Doug, Piz, uh, Pizzy, Seda Baby, and others of Ice. Excuse me, others and Ice Ware says Eminem's reclusive nature has left a hole in the timeline of course rust 59 was accredited to excuse me was credited for diverting attention to the spotlight the young to excuse me to spotlight the young class but icewear said he can't name anyone aside from nickel who's ever met eminem let alone seeing him in person of course icewear vizzo said he changed the sound of rap is what he tweeted out there for on Twitter, I swear, con- contends Eminem is a goat rapper, greatest of all time, and has done some great things for the city of Detroit, but has left the up and corners hanging when it comes down to passing knowledge and spitting game, of course. Very, very interesting in this. It is very interesting that... Very interesting, right? I gotta say, it's very interesting when it comes down to it, because I honestly think that... Eminem didn't go anywhere, right? I think Eminem was just following, you know, Hollywood, right? You started, he started in, in Detroit. He became out there. He came Slim Shady, radio shows and, you know, marketing and money and albums and doing all this dope stuff. Yeah, right? We, we, he followed his market, right? Do I think that we need more rappers like Eminem out there, T? Yeah, we do. We do. Because we've had a lot of legendary 
iconic rappers to, to really spit game and they've really done some dope stuff but now it's like uh, I don't know this this such and such artist he sounds like this other rapper oh he sounds the same as this guy what's making him stand out from this guy that's one thing I wonder that's one thing I wonder for sure when it comes down to it you know I think Eminem could still come back to his his days of old, right? But he's following his market. And it's hard to see. It's hard to think about. It's hard to think about, uh, you know, when when rappers come out there and they do their thing and, you know, they're following the market and then the market changes, right? But he's changing, right? He's following the market. So I, I honestly, hey, a lot of people are very upset about, you know, when you when you leave a generation, then they can't. When when a generation's left, it's it's a little bit different to, to bring out a new generation with a new sound, right? Case in point, when I do music, and I'm not comparing myself to any of these legends, these icons, right? But when I do music, I try to find things that are different, right? Find music, a sound, find a sound that is different from all the typical rappers that are doing this and then even in the independent because we're in the independent game by the way guys even in the independent game right a lot of us don't sound different we all sound the same right i've had people email me about oh take a look at this artist i listen i'm like "Uh, you kind of sound like the same right you sound like the same of this guy that that sent me over his his demo right trying to get an album together right so we got to find in that generation, you got to find ways to be different. And I think that's what's missing when it comes to these, these type of rappers that they all sound the same. In my opinion, they don't sound what's the difference, right? I don't know. It's, it's crazy. that's probably just how the way I'm feeling about it, but I just feel like some of these rappers are different, right? There's a different generation, right? I listen to in my generation because I listen to the, 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 you know, current generation as well, but my if you look at my spotify i'm listening to p diddy i'm listening to we we mentioned roaster five nine eminem uh, king crooked joe budden slaughterhouse i listen to them i'm listening to timbaland i listen to tank jay holiday i just listen to any coco jones she kind of goes back to the past generation quote unquote but she's kind of in this this generation now her new ep came out i listened to it the entire week of course, I listen to my songs, you know, no, no plug there, guys. But, you know, those are the type of artists I listen to. 50 Cent. Who else do, do I listen to? Uh, 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 Tanache, Jennifer, uh, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, her, you know, those are type because those those are different, right? They're in some of those people I just named. They are um, Justine Scott. You, everybody's in that generation, but they sound different, right? And I probably should get into like Kodak Black and 21 Savage. I listen to 21 Savage. Migos, I listen to Migos, obviously. Right? But we, we've uh, Drake, Kanye, Jay-Z. You know, those those are the type of artists I listen to. I don't know. It's a little different. A lot of people people listen to these names that I, these artists that I've never heard of before. Definitely got to shout out the Midwest. Tech, uh, Tech Nine, Chris Calico, Cut Calhoun, uh, Stevie Stone. Snow the product, uh, uh, um, says crew, right? I listen to those type of because I mean they're they're lyricists, right? They're they're lyricists in my in my opinion. But you know, 
moving on to our next topic of conversation here today we've got to talk a little bit about these sports guys let me get let me get it ah i gotta remember to stay hydrated guys i'm parched we're talking so much uh today but we having a we having a great topic for conversation today Woo. okay all right so Chargers injury report. We got to talk about the sports news, by the way. Of course, Keegan Allen, Trey Pick, uh, Pickens, not practicing, of course, from the Chargers. Of course, we've got to talk about the Chargers because they did beat us over, um, of course, by, I want to say, was it three points, Monica? I think it was three points, of course, Atlanta Falcons, if you guys didn't know what I was, who, what team I was talking about. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, previously, that was the previous game for us over here. Of course, the Chargers returned to the practice field on Wednesday in preparation for their Week 10 matchup with the 49ers this Sunday night. Of course, wide, re- excuse me, wide receiver Keenan Allen was amongst the non-participants as he recovers from a hamstring issue that he reactivated during the Buck the bye week. Of course, Allen was deemed day-to-day by head coach Brandon Staley, right tackle Trey Pipkins, also did not practice. Of course, Pipkins uh, aggravated a spraying MCL on his left knee on the second half against the Falcons. That was the previous game they played. Stanley that said that he would be a game time decision. Of course, Foster Sorrell worked the right tackle with the first team offense line during individual. As opposed to Storm Norton, of course, edge defender Khalil Mack did not practice either. Wow, they're losing a lot of people on due to injuries. These reasons for Mack's absence is undisclosed. I'm very interested to see what that means. Another player at the edge position group who did not practice was Chris Rump II, who has sprained also an MCL. Rump worked out to side, worked out, excuse me, worked out to the side. With a trainer, trainer Stanley said that there's a chance he could play on Sunday, but it will be more of a game time decision. Wow, it's that's that's unfortunate. That's very very unfortunate for the Chargers um, because that's a lot. That's too many people that's hurt. Let's see, that's I got to see it now. That's one. That's two. Uh, that's three. Uh, that's four players that are out. Of course, nope five because there's another one here running back joshua kelly who is on the injury reserve with a spraying also a spraying mcl also did running off to the side of course so i am interested how the charges are going to be against this uh san francisco 49ers this uh, sunday night but i gotta say that's a lot of people hurt t too many people are hurt and out from the charges so we're going to follow close and see what that, that means for, for this, this game on Sunday, right? Because those are, you know, you, you always want to take care of your starters, right? And if that's for football, baseball, basketball, take care of your starters first. We'll see how that goes. We really will follow close and see how that will go, how that will go in terms of the Chargers this Sunday. So that's going to wrap it up here on our fantastic podcast, KLP Aftermath Season 4. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you like our review of God of War Ragnarok and Sonic Frontiers, as always, please remember if you're watching on Spotify video or YouTube to like, comment, subscribe, and don't forget to hit that bell notification, guys, so that way you guys do not miss another episode 
for us over here at the studio and if you have 5.99 to spare for another subscription this is a, a subscription i wouldn't sleep on go over to flex west of course flexwest.com or get the flex west uh, indie uh, films app subscribe for only guys this is only 5.99 the reason why is because you can have early access to my latest documentary street style a new york culture becomes a, before it comes on big screens such as Tubi and amazon prime so again 5.99 guys you, you can't beat that go over there subscribe today and watch the latest documentary street style a new york culture for sure and also if you're listening to the audio version for this podcast today thank you so very much we appreciate it share it with your friends letting you guys know that we've been live in the studio today to give you another exciting podcast as well stay tuned later this week as we're going to come back for the heat broadcast the heat podcast later on this week and you guys don't want to miss next week's podcast because next monday we're talking about black panther wakanda forever yes i'm going to go see this movie over the weekend i cannot wait and we're going to be doing a full review next monday of course so that's going to wrap it up klp aftermath season four i've been your host klp kennedy lucas as always i gotta say stay safe stay swanky peace you are now tuned in to atlanta's hottest radio show klp aftermath we shut it down on the studio you're rocking with the best Oh, this is Ludacris. What's going on? This is Drake. This is Tiger Young Money Zone. It's your boy Wiz Khalifa, man. This is Big Sean. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Kanye West. This is Jay-Z. Yo, this is your boy Wiz. With your host, Kennedy Lucas. On Swanky 93.3 Radio Station. The Heat. 94.6 E Radio Station.